Welcome back, Kane's Country Podcast. It is January 16th. I'm Brett Finger. Justin Leip is here. Hello. Hey, Justin. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I don't have too many hot takes yet, but maybe later in the episode, I might have some hot takes. You have a hot take on a specific subject. Um, for the most part, the last week has been kind of... I mean, not a lot has happened. Um, they played three games, the Hurricanes did. They went 2-1. and one. Uh, lots of shutouts. Um, they were all shutouts. Three nothing shutout Hurricanes win against the Coyotes, and then a two nothing shutout win over the weekend against the Kings back to back nights. Mrazek and Reimer post back to back shutouts uh, to close out the seven game homestand, which they finished five and two without a work. Um, and then on Monday night, their third game in four nights, they went to Washington, and it was pretty much a dud um a two nothing loss to the capitals wherein ovechkin scored twice so justin um there was a lot of uh well there was a lot of shutouts all three of them were shutouts um two on the right side of the hurricanes uh interests uh one not so much it happens against washington so thoughts about just a just a hit or miss week. I think you know. I think it was fine. Uh, of course, you want to beat your divisional opponent and rival in Washington, but you know it's a generational talent that beats you, and you know it's it is your fault. You couldn't pick up the one thing you knew he was going to do. He set himself up at that left hand circle and just waited for the pass, and it happened twice. Lightning that. struck twice. And you almost got a hat trick with the empty and, net, but and I, think, I think Teravainen was the one who made sure that didn't happen yeah and uh, it's, in, it's insane because like no matter what the team it's not just the hurricanes that are guilty of it they they it know they know it's going to happen and they he has, still what, can't 280 stop it. power play goals it's more than the hurricanes even though Something even like though that. it kind of feels like all 280 have come against the hurricanes 11th all 11th all time now and only about i think it's only like 20 goals away from lemieux so he's going to easily beat that and you know, I don't know. We're, we're looking at a guy who really could be, like, the greatest of all time when it comes to goal scoring if he keeps at his current pace. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But, um, no, I, I think, you know, that stinks to, to, to take that loss. Of course, you know, division opponents are so crucial. But um, they just didn't pick up the one play. And, and Edmondson, you see on that second goal, like, he, he gives him a look. He knows he's there. But he still didn't shift over in time, you know, even when they know they're going to do it. Like, I think the Capitals do a great job of, like, drawing, just drawing the play to one side of the ice and then yeah. setting Ovechkin up. Like, that's what they do. They, they draw the play to the right-hand side, you know, whether that's, like, short passes back and forth or something like that. And then they move it over to the left-hand side. And he's normally wide open in an ideal spot, and he doesn't miss. So... Um, they have the skill you know, to make it happen. They have, they have Kuznetsov and Backstrom and all those. Backstrom, by the way, got a big old contract extension. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. So that, they have that shocker at his age, and $9.2 million or something like that. It's a lot of money. But, um, and, you know, Ilya Samsonov getting a shout out. Samsonov. Samsonov. Um, Excuse you. Uh, yeah. I this mean, isn't he, Sergei. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Sam Sonoff. I remember, remember Kagan used to do that, man. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think, but more than anything, the thing, big thing to take away from this week, you saw the best goalie performance I think you're going to see by a Hurricanes goalie this year. 
and that was Reimer against the Kings. Uh, he was out of this world fantastic and completely stole that game. Um, you know, Niederreiter gets the early goal on, you know, kind of a tic-tac-toe play. Um, but, you know, they didn't give him much, much, you know, offensive help outside of that, really. And, you know, he was just, his work was just fantastic. I mean, he, he closed every gap that the Kings thought they had. Um, the early save on Kempe uh, mm-hmm. was fantastic, and that kind of set the tone a little bit. And then, you know, late, suffering two stingers there, you know, one to the chest area, and then it looked like he tweaked yeah. his groin or something. So um, it, was, it was awesome to see, you know, him stick in there and, and finish strong. And, you know, they got a late bounce there with a, a shot against the post, and then, you know, terrifying and seals it. But, um, yeah, that was a, a really, really exciting game. So uh, I think, that, you know, there's nothing to be too disappointed about this week. You know, obviously you do want to beat Washington and make it a perfect 3-0, and but um, – they got the wins against the teams they needed, and that was something we discussed last week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, t- picking up two wins is big, and the big reason for that, like we were talking about, was the goaltending. So, this has been pretty good. I think entering the year, you lose Curtis McElhaney, and you replace him with James Reimer, who, who had a down year in Florida. He has a pretty sizable contract, and you're like, okay, can he be this year's Curtis McElhaney to Peter Morazic and to the Hurricanes? And so far he has been, uh, especially as of late. So over, let's start with James Reimer. Over James Reimer's last 10 starts, he has a 929 save percentage, and he is 7-2-0, and he has three shutouts. Pretty good, right? So yeah. That's good, and if you're looking at Mrazek, who's been playing very well as of late, played well against Washington. He was really the only reason why it was 2 nothing late, uh, and, and the Hurricanes had even a semblance of a hope to get back into the game. Uh, he stopped 28-30 that night. He has a 9-32 save percentage over his last five starts, and obviously he had that um, shutout against the Coyotes. So two goalies who are, who are playing really well right now, um, I guess we kind of expected this from Morazic. We've seen this from him uh, last year. And um, the, last year he got better as the season went on. It kind of looks like that's what's happening now as well, uh, which is good because the Hurricanes are in a position where if he gets better, then they're already in a, good, in a decent spot in the standings. So it's not like they're way behind the eight ball like they were last year. Uh, and that wasn't necessarily his fault either. It was just the team was playing bad. But he seems to be getting better as the season's going on. Reimer's just been really good. Um, he had that. He had a bit of a lull there for a little bit, and people were like, oh, no, uh, is Reimer done? Is it time to put, call up Ned? And then he puts together a couple starts where you're like, okay, no, he, he belongs here. So um, thoughts on the goaltending, especially, or especially James Reimer? Uh, I think he's come in and really become everything you can ask that – you thought you had a McElhaney for sure. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people are kind of iffy about acquiring Reimer, uh, especially knowing that they, it seemed like they were going to come to terms with McElhaney, and McElhaney got a bump in salary compared to what he had. But, you know, I think it's, again, it's kind of like the wizardry of this front office where they've kind of gotten lucky with some of the recent trades. I mean, I you know, I think looking back, you know, no one likes that Skinner trade. Um in terms of, of what it, and you know, you had to get rid of them, but, um, 
you know, first the steal and Niederreiter, and then now you got rid of Darling's contract and you bring in James Reimer. And, you know, he has been fantastic over these last 10 games. So um, I think he's everything you can ask for in a backup. Uh, and, and just the right balance to Morazic too. So um, it's, it's a win-win situation for sure. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been really impressive. He's He's been a lot better than I thought. I remember in the preseason, he didn't look very good. And Anton Forsberg looked really good. And some people were like, oh, is is Forsberg going to make the team over him? And then Reimer made the team, and that surprised some people because Reimer didn't have a particularly good preseason. But now we've seen that Reimer has, has definitely been worthy of, of being in the NHL. And especially when you set your expectations right, and, you know, he's a 1B or a backup, right? So you look at a 9.17 save percentage for the year or something like that, um, you can't really ask for any more than that. And and as a team, so far, they have a 9.07 team save percentage, and that's three points, or I guess three one-thousandths of a point higher than the league average, which is 9.04. So it's been it's been going very very well and despite that um the hurricanes maybe maybe they're going to be looking uh to the trade market as as this trade deadline nears is it crazy the trade deadline is what a month and a half away yeah insane insane Um, so we're getting we're getting that time of year and elliot freeman writes 31 thoughts once a week for sportsnet he reports on things Sometimes we agree. Sometimes we disagree. This week, he had something to say about the Hurricanes. He says the Hurricanes are looking to shake up their defensive core. Uh, they want a defensively reliable defenseman. Um, so is everyone, um, I think. So he, he mentions how the Hurricanes haven't necessarily been defending all that well as of late. Uh, granted, they do have two shutouts and have allowed two goals over their last three games, but uh, there could be improvement. There, there could always be improvements. Uh, I think Pierre LeBron, uh, Justin's favorite uh, Canadian <laughs> uh, insider, said uh, uh, maybe a week or so ago that the Hurricanes sniffed around, or we're talking internally about Alec Martinez, who is a defensive uh, defenseman, plays for the Kings, won the Cup with the Kings uh, during that run and I believe he scored the cup winning goal against Tampa if I'm remembering correctly Alec Martinez did uh when would that have been 2014 something like that um but yeah it was like the goal in overtime that won them the Stanley Cup so just in case the Hurricanes didn't have enough LA Stanley Cup clutch uh (laughs) infused into the team now with Justin Williams maybe they can add another one Justin, thoughts on the Hurricanes looking to improve their terrible defensive core? Yeah, I I think this is just messing with something that doesn't really need to be messed with. Uh, you're not moving any of your top four there. It's not happening. Like, if anything, maybe he, they he looked... did say just to clarify. He, I know you know this, but just so everybody else knows it, uh, Freeman did say that they're not trading Hamilton or Pesci or Slavin or anything like that. Obviously, I don't Deal. need to announce that to you. Yeah, I don't need yeah. to clarify that, he, or he doesn't have to. But just that's those clarified. those three are safe. They aren't going for sure. In. But I think the only one that you could consider moving is Gardner. 
but I don't think that's a good idea because he's on a team-friendly contract, and he's been getting. You better. know, Ducky Hamilton didn't have the greatest start to his first season either with the Canes, and look what he's done now. So mm-hmm. I think if he settles in a little bit more, he's not going to be Ducky Hamilton esque, but he he'll figure it out a little bit more. But yes, he's he has been, settled in. He's, he, he's been getting better. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's kind of on. Like uh, I know Jake Gardner's kind of been the hot button uh, trade him get rid of him guy because of the plus minus which we've talked about before um but yeah he's definitely been the scapegoat at times sometimes i believe undeservedly um i look on twitter and see what people are saying it's like really you're attributing a goal that he was on the ice for directly on him i find it interesting because in many instances he doesn't have anything to do with the play and you know that's you know the 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 negative on plus minus sometimes it's kind of all encompassing and it shouldn't be but um yeah i'm not gonna go on jake gardner soapbox today not this week maybe next week but yeah he's been playing better yes um so the only thing you could do is tinker with the bottom pairing uh tbr i believe is on an expiring contract yes so so is edmondson you know he could be an attractive piece for another team um you're going to swap defenseman for defenseman okay fine but if not you have you have defensemen you're able to play you can either actually play hayden flurry more often or you can look at chase prisky or jake bean jake bean's been great offensively mm-hmm. right now in the ahl yeah, that, um and, you know but and had a great Mr. season Freedom last year that, too you know they, so. they want to get defensively reliable so hasn't uh I, what what um Hasn't Forsling been really good defensively? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the at an AHL level, it's again, it's a transition. It's a transition. You I, know? Well, here, um, it's like the same way that people are looking at Jake Gardner, how he was a heavy minus. Um, Forsling was a heavy plus while the Checkers were still doing poorly. So maybe yeah. maybe plus minus is making a comeback, and so is Gustav Forsling. He'll take Jake Gardner's spot. Possibly plus um, minus revolution. I'm leading it, by the way. Even though yeah, I there's just so many ways. There's so many ways you can tinker with the bottom pairing, of course. But is it needed? I don't think so. Um, the defense hasn't been terrible. Um, every team wants to constantly be improving, but you know, I, I guess maybe you look at it. But what's the cost? Um, what assets are you giving up? And How's it going to fit with the current chemistry this team has? I think those are the questions you have to answer before you start looking around. And if they think they're okay with what they have, then I think they should stick with it, honestly. Um, but I guess I could see where they're coming from, but how many minutes is a bottom pairing defenseman, defensive first I mean, defenseman going to get? I, probably not that much. I mean, so, has been getting, what, like 15-ish? Yeah, so it's like... I mean, you're uh, talking third pairing at even strength and, like, a depth penalty kill roll is basically what you're looking at. Yeah, so, I mean, what's, what's the cost? It has to be on an expiring deal. Um, not if not necessarily. That, it doesn't have I don't think it makes sense going into next year. Sure. I mean, yeah, I know you're going to have Marlowe's contract getting off the books. Um and but some changes as well so i don't know i just unless it's like a guaranteed good good player 
there's no real need for this, I, I don't think, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think they've been as good uh, lately. Even in the shutouts, uh, I, I feel like there's been a lot of breakdowns more than normal. I think that's kind of been the case all year. And I think it's... I think Edmondson had a really good start. And then, of course, he had that really weird surge of offense. Um, and you know, How many points does he have since that ended? Maybe like one. Um, that was a very weird thing that happened for like two weeks. He was he was a point-per-game player for two weeks. He was on a massive point streak out of nowhere. Um, and that kind of seems to have gone away. And since then, um, gotta say, he hasn't been as good. And, you know, they put, so I think the Hurricanes realized that and they took him off the pairing with Brett Pesci and put Jake Gardner up there and then Gardner started playing better. So I feel like you got to write out this, just if you got to get Jake Gardner going regardless, right? So if if it's going to have to be with Pesci, if we're being realistic here, Slavin Hamilton isn't going anywhere. That's probably, what is it, top three or five defensive pairing in the National Hockey League. Um, I mean, that's that's an amazing defensive pair. You can win a Stanley Cup with that as your top pair. So that's not changing at even strength or, or whatever. Um, second pair, Pesci's going to be there. It's just about who's going to be with him. Um, so Edmondson, I think that phase kind of died out, which I expected it to. Um, Edmondson wasn't going to last there all year. And now they're giving Gardner the chance, and Gardner's playing better. Still has a, some work to do, a decent amount of work to do. So I, I, I think you're at the point where you have to get him going, and it has to be with Pesci, and you got to let it ride for a little longer before you make any big decisions. Um, and the, there's a month and a half before the deadline. So if, if we're sitting here in mid-February in a month and you're, you still don't like Jake Gardner with Pesci or whatever he hasn't improved enough to your liking then maybe you go out and you look for something it seems a little early right now and it seems a little premature um to especially with Gardner showing promise and and all that uh and and like you said when you look at the third pairing I mean what are you gonna do you gonna add it like a number five defenseman or number six defenseman what all does that do for you like you said so you have and you already you have Van Riemsdyk, you have Edmondson, you have Fleury. Um, and I think all three of them would fit in the stereotypical defense first role. So I'm kind of at, I'm kind of stumped here because I'm not sure what you could do really outside of, you know, seeing a few guys just play better because yeah, I'm not sure how much better you're going to get via trade. And, and something that makes sense. And obviously, like you said, any any deal can make sense if the price is right. Um, so definitely not rule anything out, but it's kind of difficult. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, but in the end, I, I really don't think they should mess around too much with it. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'll see what and happens. We have, and, and there's so many, it, yeah. I mean, they have the assets, obviously, to do it oh, in yeah. terms of picks. And all that, but, uh, yeah. I think Pronman... Uh, Corey Promen uh, of the Athletic posted his uh, top, I think his top seventy something prospects. Hurricanes had six in that mix. I think it was uh, Suzuki was the first one. Suzuki Bach, Dominic Bach acquiring the Justin Falk trade. 
uh, Patrick Pistola, uh, Jameson Reese, um, Jake Bean, and Julian Gauthier. It was those six. So, not necessarily in that order, but um, yeah, the, the, they have assets. They again, we talked about it all the time. They have two yeah. first round picks, two second round picks, two third round picks in this year's draft, and they're going to have the Marlowe deal coming off the books. So, if they want to do something long term, not what Elf said that they could add like five or so million dollars at the deadline if they wanted to. Um, but perhaps a different area that could be addressed is the offense. So they had the three goals against the Coyotes, two against the Kings. They were shut up by the Capitals. I think, obviously, it kind of depends on what happens with Justin Williams and what how he plays. Maybe the better move would be looking up front and seeing if you can upgrade somewhere. Um, thoughts on the offense is sputtering a little bit right now. Um, where do you see it going? Well, I think in the middle six, um, you could definitely use a goal scorer. Uh, I, I, you can do so many of these different line combinations that, you know, and, and try to mix them up every which way. But, um, you know, adding additional talent doesn't hurt. But I don't think that's Justin Williams necessarily. I don't think he's going to come in and give you the He'll give you the leadership and the like, the chemistry boost. I just don't think he's gonna come in and score, you know, ten, fifteen goals down the stretch here. It's, it's like it, if you play NHL twenty uh, GM mode and um, you like you go to the lines and it's like the chemistry feature. It's like plus two or minus yeah. three. You know, Justin Williams will give you a plus two. Yeah, and that's really what all all that matters when it comes yeah. down to it. Yeah, um, but I don't think he's gonna give you that that boost necessarily offensively i think he's the guy that's going to fill in you know on the night that holland needs a night off that you know yeah jordan stall needs a night off like whatever it takes i think he can do it um that's why i wouldn't be surprised if Brendan Moore does turn to load management with him but um yes i think adding another offensive player would be great again i think it was ideal if it's on an expiring deal or a one-year deal um it doesn't hurt i know that I know that I brought this up to you, and then the year before, I think I mentioned it when Kyle was still with us, that I am totally for trading first-round picks in a year you know you're going to make the playoffs. I think their value decreases, and at the point where you already have a stacked top 10 prospect pool plus Mm -hmm. all these other picks, you're going to hit on some of them. So I think if there's a piece that can help you then, it doesn't hurt to, to move that first. Um, if you're a fringe team, then yeah, okay, maybe holding on to that first is a good idea. But if you're pretty much a lock and you know that you can head there, I, I say you might as well. You might as well move it because it doesn't hurt as bad. Um, yeah, there's always the odd chance that a franchise player could be selected with your pick, but you know, I think more often the probability doesn't lean that way. So I, I think that one of those first-round picks could definitely be moved if – if there is a uh, forward, but it seems like right now in terms of, of availability, I mean, not, not too many prospects or not too many players are being dangled yeah. out there that are of real value that you could I think, see. Uh, it like warrant. the only off the top of my head, like Tyler to Foley in LA. Yeah. See, but that's not, to me, that's not a first round pick kind of guy. Yeah. Um, 
you know, there are those kinds of guys that think, do appear. I think I read the asking price is like a second and a prospect, or maybe that was for Martinez. It was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I could. I could see that. I could see that. But yeah. But in terms of the first, especially in a year where you're going to have multiple in each round, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. So. So what would um, be enough for you to to trade a first round pick? Because you said you trade a first round pick. Tyler Toffoli. It's got to be. It's got to be high. Yeah, it's got to be higher than Tyler Toffoli. It's got to be a guy that, in a full regular season, could score thirty or twenty-five, and mm-hmm. and bring you fifty to seventy points. I, or excuse me, not seventy, maybe a little high there. Fifty to sixty points. Um, that's a guy that yeah, a hundred percent. So, so basically, what you're saying, Thomas, is... like a Thomas Tatar, is always a guy that kind of gets thrown around there in full seasons like he's had some really productive years so it warranted the kind of so like, a top six forward returnees yeah is what you're yeah saying. a top six forward 100 percent warrants a first round pick of the deadline you don't think Tafoli's a top six do you think he's a little too fringe not on this team not okay. on this team I, I don't think on this team on another team maybe but i think this top six is pretty much set um and i mean i think he's a second fringe second definite third guy on well, this I, team it, on this team it's important i think it's important to also put into context i think this team runs more as a top nine as opposed to a top six because technically the hollow line's been the third line but that's really like the second line kind of and yeah it's and interesting so very productive <laughs> it, from that from that standpoint i i think tower to fully would fit in the top nine but at that point are you willing to give up a first so i i, I don't know yeah so it becomes a question, I, but I, th- I think I think if they can't find an outside source, they'll figure it out. And and you know, it doesn't hurt to win games three nothing, two nothing. It doesn't, you know. Yeah, as long as you're winning, it doesn't to, matter. They don't have to come out and you know put up you know four or five goals each game. I mean, as long as you're winning, it that it doesn't matter as much. But um, yeah, I, I hope they find you know a little bit within themselves to, to kind of straighten some of these some of these offensive woes out. For sure. So, speaking of uh, sorting everything out, the Charlotte Checkers have done that uh, in pretty dramatic fashion. Uh, A few weeks ago, we were talking about, uh, or I believe you were talking about how bad they are, and they listened to the podcast. Um, I believe Chase Prisky left a review last week. One star. You were upset about it. That was Chase Prisky. Uh, That was Chase Prisky, it might have been Ryan Warsawski, actually. Could have um, been. I don't know. Maybe for all the trash we talked in the early part of the season. He, he, big fan of the podcast. My yeah, favorite big... Tracy bit is yes. Uh, big Canyon, oh my god, or huge Canyon. He was on. He was on he's, fire. He's, he's on, great. In the, in the he's the been feeling game. it lately. I mean, he has, my goodness, he has. And I just think, again, just like listening into to the Kings game. I mean, the, the chemistry on John Ford's literature, Tracy is unreal. Like trip will go off yeah. on this thing. And then John will kind of make a quick comment and then immediately turn into the commentary. And it's like, but mm-hmm. it's so clean. It's not a hard, like cut. It's just so clean. Like, he'll just be like, and we'll have to see about that. And then he'll just like go it's right. Very, into the it's commentary. a very yeah. quick and yep. Yep. Uh, dismissive. Uh, dismissive but funny. acknowledges it at the same time like it's it's, it's crazy it's crazy it's, it's wonderful um just but, like, just like the play of the checkers has been wonderful lately They're yes but but brett i'm sorry i'm gonna have to interrupt you right now i, I have some oh yeah that's checkers right. news okay, yeah. to get to yeah. um 
So the checkers just held their fifties. Wait, let me wait, wait. Before let me play a like a sound effect and okay, we'll play a sound effect. All right. It's all, all right. you now. That sound effect was wonderful. Um, I don't know what it's going to be, but it it's going to be fantastic. So it's going to be fantastic. Pulling um, the curtain anyways, down. He doesn't know so, what the sound effect uh, is. They know. had a 1950s night. It turned out to be a win for them, a 4-1 to one win, I believe. It was 4-1. to one. Yes, it was 4-1. to one. Um, And it was another sold-out crowd. Uh, but last year, I was at the, the game reporting, um, and I just got curious, and I asked um, Nick, one of the great PR guys, and I think he's director of communications is the proper title uh, for the checkers. And, you know, I was just like, hey, you know, you guys do these promotions. These ticket prices and these concession prices are crazy. And I was curious, all right, how successful are your concessions? So last year he told me that during the 17-18 season, they sold 6,000 hot dogs. Well, the numbers are in. For this year, 6,850 hot dogs. There you have it. There you have it. Hardcore reporting. 6,850 hot dogs during last night's 1950. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you meant that they... Okay, I thought... So they're bumping up their hot dog totals, man. It's so you're crazy. telling me that they sold 6,000 total hot dogs in 1718? So in the 17-18 season, the number was 6,000. I don't have the 18-19 number. Yeah. Okay. No, and... no, 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 no. During during 1950s. Oh. Right? Yeah. And then during the 18, 1950s night, I don't have that number, but the number for the 1920 season 50 night, 6,850 hot dogs. So what you're, you're reporting that I'm reporting hot dog on... sales have hot gone dogs. up. Yes, uh, hot dog sales have gone up. What's the percentage on that? It's gone up what? Oh, hot. You're asking me to do math mid-podcast? What is this? Uh, like 15, this? it's gone up like 15%. We'll, so. we'll go with that number. That number sounds good. But no, I mean, the checkers have been fantastic. They've now won 10 of their last 12. Have you tried the hot dogs there? Um, Yeah, I have. I had it last year. Are they good? good? Yeah, add all the toppings you want. Their nachos are also fantastic. Better? I, mean, nachos, uh, I don't know. I don't know. The barbecue nachos at PNC are pretty great. The regular nachos are just whatever. But like the barbecue nachos are top, but the they have like a kind of like taco ish nacho at um like they put more taco meat on there, and it's mm. fantastic. It's fantastic. So um, uh, so I have a question to in 2018 19. Where's where's that data? Are they hiding that data? They're hiding that data. I is think this, is there have, something they're not proud of with the? It may have hot missed expectations. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think but we I'm, can file a lawsuit. I, I think that I'm, that information has to be revealed to the public. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think this the public has a right to, to know. So, um, so yeah. get ready for your for your summon. We'll go class action. We'll get plenty of supporters yeah. on this. I'm sure. Absolutely, absolutely. The people want to know. I I uh, want to know. <laughs> but I demand the information. They've been fantastic. Ten out of twelve games have been wins, and they're That's right good. back in the mix of things. Um, only. A few like two points off third place and only about i think it's eight points off first place um you know it, it was definitely a lot worse you know a, a 
20 games ago. So mm-hmm. um, they've really turned the page. And honestly, it's been the goal scoring has been back. And and that was something they prided themselves on last year. I mean, they would out just straight up outscore their opponent. It didn't matter what Alex it was, was doing. Yeah. yeah, it did it didn't matter, you know, and, and when Tokarski was there, it didn't matter what Tokarski was doing in that it always ended up being an uh, just outscoring their opponent. Um and they weren't doing that in the first part of the season, and that's when Forsberg and, and Nadelkovich were really slumping too. But now they they're turning it around. Um, the offense has now moved into seventh place in, I think, goals for, um, and, and they have the top, top ranking, or excuse me, it's not seventh in goals for seventh and on the power play, which they were 30th, they were 30th in November. So just to think of how much that's jumped up, um, and they still have the league's top penalty kill, which has been their strong suit all year. So, um, they're right back in it. They're right back in it, I think. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them keep this up for sure. Wow. Um, standouts. Jake Bean's been playing a lot better lately. Um, yep. Julian Gauthier still very strong continuing his yep. his run. Yeah. Boy, so it's not exciting. Uh, yeah. Um. And and just to think of what this team can be next year too. Um, with some of the of talent guys. that's going to come in. Yeah, I mean, they're getting a lot of young players, so it's going to be really exciting uh, to, to if you, anybody wants to catch a game in Charlotte. I mean, the end of this year and into next season, it's going to be great, great hockey. So Maybe they can catch some, some playoff games. Yeah, if it all works that's out. true. That's true. Um, and maybe we'll, you and I will catch the catch y'all next week with, oh. uh, with a podcast. Yeah, I think this one's over. This one is over. Good. I mean, not good. I mean, I'm glad I, I enjoyed it. I would I would go on for hours. Um, we'd run out of things to talk about real quick. But that's not, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's not something we have to worry about today. A lot, lot of dead air. A lot of, a dead, lot of air. dead air. Um, yeah. So, Justin, you want to you wanna talk to the great people who listen to our podcast about uh, all the things? Yes, I do. Uh, you can follow us at Canes Country on Twitter, at Canes Country PIX on Instagram. We need to get more involved in that. I say that a lot. But <laughs> we, really should. we really should. Um, <laughs> like us on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook, but you, you we'll know, send a you note can... to Brian about um, Instagram. We, we've yeah. sent 35 notes uh, in consecutive Brett, weeks, but Brett, we haven't we shouldn't have, Brett, we shouldn't have to send him a note. He should be listening to this podcast. So, no, like we'll everybody, a... right? Everybody should be listening to this podcast, so don't forget to rate and subscribe us. Uh, you know, if you don't want to give us five stars, that's fine. Give us a modest three or four. But don't give no, us give one. Us don't give us one. We don't deserve one. You know that. You know we that. Might. You you listening to this, you, you hey, know we you don't deserve Hey, you listening, one. if you're listening yeah. to this, be better. Do be better. better than this. Yeah. You are not so, You are not a person who gives us one star. Yeah. Don't be that guy or girl. I believe in you. Yeah. I believe so, that you are better than that so with that uh sorry you can yeah, follow getting brett. A intense here yeah. yeah you really are you i don't mean, mean to yell at the can you let me finish I, my outro? i don't mean to yell at the listeners i'm sorry i'm getting i'm getting emotional go yeah. ahead all right all right uh you follow brett at brett underscore finger yep and you follow me at lanky lape um we'll probably be back next week i mean yeah. i assume we'll be back next Pro- week probably if, if we make it there if the world you ends, never know. maybe not, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. So uh, thanks again for listening, and goodbye. Bye.